Father God. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace and your joy. And Father, when I think about how much you loved us, that you were willing to give yourself. You were willing to come down off of your throne and become a, a human, become a man, and then sacrifice your life so that we might all be saved. We might all enjoy life and life till its fullest. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you so much, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just praise you today. We give you glory and honor because you are a wonderful and awesome God. And I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. And we ask you to bless your word today, Father God, and anoint it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, we started our um, fast today. Not today, but some, it depends, but no. We started fast on the 6th this year, so you should already be in to your fast and whatever God is, whatever you felt like you needed to do. We don't say you got to do this, you got to do that, but I talk, you know, if those who were here last week or at least you were watching online, um, I talked about fasting and what fasting means and what what it does for us and what we should do. So it's, it, cha- it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change God. It changes us into more his, his image and, and hopefully tunes us into listening. And you know, and our focus this year is on um, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, first of all, and we're talking about renewing, refreshing, and releasing. And, and um, we're also talking, also speaking God's word and, um, you know, one thing about speaking God's word is I'll talk about it a little bit today when I talk about the Holy Spirit, but speaking God's word through the Spirit of God, it, 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 we, we have to learn how to do that and not just um, sit back and wait, but we can speak God's word to the situation. We can speak it to whatever's going on in our life and to the circumstances you know, and Jesus said to what? Speak to the mountain. Amen? Hallelujah. And so these um, things are important that we learn to do them. And, you know, some of us are seasoned and should already know it. But we also need to be reminded sometimes. Sometimes we kind of get off the beaten path. And, and um, you know, we, we kind <clears> of... <throat> wander off. And I want to I talk about that today as I talk about the Holy Spirit. And I first off, want to start out with talking about the importance of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit, all down through the ages, all down through everything, has always been present. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And they, they, they work together. And you know, we, we sometimes don't think about that. We don't think about, you know, that. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. 
As I said, we need to really realize how involved the Holy Spirit is in everything that God does and in our lives. And we can't do what we need to do without the Holy Spirit, amen, without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit working through us. And God had used the, the Holy Spirit as, as he said it covered him. You know, um, <clears throat> so God created, in the beginning when he created the heavens, everything that needed to be created was created in that, whatever it was. It said it was like uh, hovered over the water. So we know that, that um, then, then God went in and spoke the things that needed to be spoken to. So everything was in place. And none of that happened without the Spirit of God hovering over it. I want us to read that <clears throat> again in the message. It says, first this, God created the heavens and the earth, all you see and all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness. A bottomless emptiness and inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird <clears throat> of the watery abyss. Now that, that word that, that's used that we put hovered or brood it's it's the the it literally means to brood that that word it literally means just like a bird broods over hers that's exactly that's what that that word is about that's what it means that's why in in the message they use the word brooded like a bird above the watery abyss and it's it's the way a hen sits over her eggs to hatch them they brood over it and so this Holy Spirit was brooding over the creation of God, waiting for God to speak the word and to bring forth. <clears throat> so when the Lord said, let there be light, the power of the Holy Spirit was in operation to bring light. Amen? Everything the Lord created was that way. You know, God, it works like God conceived it. Jesus is the word, right? Jesus spoke it, and the Holy Spirit performed it. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works in our life. And you know, in, um, <clears throat> when Jesus, when God sent the Holy Spirit, in a essence, brooded over Mary, the virgin, and, and she conceived Jesus. So the Holy Spirit's in everything that God does. The Holy Spirit is what is our connection basically in to God. That's the way we hear from God. That's the way, right? We, 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 we hear God's voice and we follow him. In John 1, 32 and 34, it says, Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one whom you see the Spirit descend and rest on is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. God, you know, the, as I said again, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. And the Bible teaches us that. And so they're, they're so much one, they don't, they don't operate without each other. God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they operate together. They, they, they really can't operate uh, without that because that's the way God set it in for us. They're basically a team. You know, we like to have teams, right? <clears throat> teams work together. So they work together as a team. 
And what is important in this scripture, and it was said, is that Jesus didn't start any of his public ministry until he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. When he was baptized in the water and he came was anointed with the Holy Spirit, then he began what? He began his ministry. He began to, to pray for people. He began to teach. He began to, um, he started gathering his disciples together. John 16, 7 in the King James says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Um, what Jesus is saying here is how important the ministry of the Holy Spirit is. And he's saying that it's more beneficial for him to leave so that we can, so the Holy Spirit can move so the Holy Spirit's ministry can be in all of us because, you know, a lot of people um, think, wow, well, why, why would it not be able to have, why would it not be better to have Jesus here physically? Because Jesus was in a human body which gave him limitations and he could only be where he was when he was there. You know what I'm saying? But when the Spirit of God came, he said the Spirit is omnipresent God's omnipresent the spirit of God is in all of us amen so he said it's better that I do leave and I'm sure the disciples couldn't understand that I'm sure they were like wait a minute we've had you here we're comfortable with you but they didn't realize what the spirit of God would do and so when he you know he knew the disciples would have questions so he emphasized starting out with I'll tell you the truth this is the truth. I'm not just saying this because I want to leave. I'm telling you the truth. That it's more beneficial. It's better that I go away and the Spirit of God, the Comforter comes. Amen. Acts 1, 4, and 5 says, Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he's telling the disciples the same. In other words, you guys don't won't really start your ministry till you receive the Holy Spirit, till the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit it will guide you, lead you, and direct you. So he says, don't. In other words, don't even go anywhere. Just go to Jerusalem and stay there and wait. And wait on, the Spirit, wait on the Holy Spirit to come. And they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it said they spake in, spoke in tongues. They, 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 they um, began, their ministry began. Peter was immediately changed, right? Peter stood up and preached. The guy who was <laughs> doubtful and everything else and denied Christ and all that. He immediately stood up and 3,000 people accepted Christ. 3,000 people accepted him. That's when the power came. That's when the power, the, the Holy Spirit gives us power. And I'm going to talk about some things that the Holy Spirit does, but one of the things he does, the Holy Spirit gives us power. Power to operate. Everything that operates has to have some type of power. Think about it. Every light bulb, every car has to have some type of power. Our, our phones, our uh, TVs, our 
iPads, everything has to have some type of power, right? And for us to operate as God would have us to operate, we have to have power. So we have to have the Spirit of God operating on the inside of us. We have to, to have Him inside of us working and ministering to those around us. We can't do that without Him. If we didn't have the Spirit, we would be, I would say, ineffective and lost. We would not be able to do what He's called us to do. Because it's, it's through the Spirit that we understand His Word. It's through the Spirit that we, we do everything that He's called us to do. Acts 1.8 says that, but you will receive power, as Jesus went on, when the Holy Ghost comes, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the power of God came upon him in, in a way that when, when, when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon their life, Jesus knew what they were getting ready to face. You know, and he told them, in the world you have troubles, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. They didn't understand what all that meant. But when the Spirit of God came upon them, they did. And they faced persecutions. They faced death fearlessly. They couldn't do that on their own, in their own strength. But the power of the Holy Spirit gave them the power to do it. Amen. He said, stay and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they did. And when they did, they had power. And they were able to face everything that they needed to face. They, 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 they were able to, to go through it without, um, how do I say that? They, they were able to go through those situations knowing that God was with them knowing that he had their, their back, basically. Zechariah 4, 6 says, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. You know, um, in other words, we can't work by our own strength, our own might. We, it, it doesn't work. We would just be struggling and, 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 and not by our own power, but it's only through the Spirit of God. And, you know, there are people today that just totally deny that the Spirit is walking with us. There are people that just, and they struggle, and they try to do it because they don't understand And God wants to move in and through us, just like he did in, in the biblical, what we call the biblical times. He wants us to stand up and be able to, to, to be his witnesses. And, you know, being a witness is not, like I've said before, it's not just pounding somebody with a 40-pound Bible. That's not being a witness. Being a witness is living the life living a life that people can see they say wow look at here and we're talking about you know <laughs> and set free in 2023 set free to what to do what he's called us to do set free 
from, from all these things that bind us and hold us back. And when we have the power of the Spirit of God working on the inside of us and flowing through us, guess what? We can go. We can do those things. And I know in my life, and until I recognized that, until I was allowing the, the Spirit of God to fill me to overflowing, I couldn't do things I needed to do. But, but it changed immediately. And God began to work in my life in a special way. So the Spirit brings power to our lives. Amen? The Spirit of God is that energy. Amen? That, that, that it's that battery. It's that engine. It's that whatever it needs to be that gives us the power to walk and to flow and to do what he's called us to do. Hallelujah. So we, we realize that we, just like God used the Holy Spirit to touch this earth, he used his son to touch this earth, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to use us. We have to be used, and we have to know how to use the Holy Spirit. We have to knew, know how to flow. And I, I want to just give you some things that the Holy Spirit does for us. The things that bring, he does for us that allows us to walk the way God. First of all, the Spirit of God, is, it, it, he, tells, he gives us the truth. Right? And look in uh, John 14, 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth. John 14, 17 in the, in the 17th verse in John 14, it says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him, and it doesn't recognize him. It's only through the Holy, the Holy Spirit leads you in the truth. You know, when, when um, before we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit is what? Our convictor. He convicts us of our sin. He's the one that helps us to recognize that I'm a sinner by working on, on our hearts. And so we're, the, it says that um, it leads us into all truth. So you want to know what the word, the truth of the word? You want to know, you want explanations of what the word means? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the truth of the word. The last part says, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He's talking to the disciples. He's with you right now, but later he's going to be in you. On that day of Pentecost, he's going to be, begin to be in you. And he's going to reveal the truth to you. He's going to bring the truth to you. He's going to bring the word to you so you can speak the truth to everybody. He's going to bring the word to you. He is also... The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen? He teaches us. That's how we know um, 14, John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So who do we need to listen to? The Spirit of God. Who is our teacher? The Spirit of God. He teaches us. It says in there that he is our advocate, right? 
You know, advocate is, is somebody that stands in for us. He is our attorney, you could say. He stands in for us. The advocate stands in for us. He, he brings us what we need to know, the Spirit of God. He will teach us everything, and he will remind you of everything I've told you. See, when we're going through stuff, and we, we need, we, there's something we need to remember, maybe that God has done in our life, but, you know, it's been a while. The Spirit of God can remind you. Don't you remember? Don't you remember last time when you came against this? He, he teaches us how to fight against the enemy. Don't you remember the last time? God will speak to me and say, well, wait a minute. What did I say in my word? What did I say about the situation? What did I say about this? And what happened the last time you were in this place? You know, it's easy to um, fall back into a life of um, confusion, I want to say. It's easy sometimes if, if we just get, you know what we can do? We can get so tied up in what we're doing, and we, we're doing these thing and that thing, and we're busy in this, and we're busy in that, and we kind of keep pushing the Holy Spirit out of the way. You know, just, okay, I'll call on you when I need you. The Holy Spirit needs to be there all the time. The Holy Spirit needs to be our, our, sitting there with us all the time. And, and directing us. And so we can get far away from that if we begin to push him and think, well, you know, when I need the Holy Spirit, I'll call and he'll help me. And he will, but it's better if you stay with it and don't allow the clutter, I want to say the clutter of life, to push the Holy Spirit back and to push what he's speaking to you. Because, see, you know what? You'll eventually not hear it as clearly as you did before. You'll, you'll be listening to everything else. And unfortunately, I'll say this about the whole, in, in this world, and even in some of the church things, we have become so intellectual that we've left out the Holy Spirit. What I mean by that is that, well, you know, if it doesn't make sense, I'm not listening to it. Well, it better make spiritual sense if you're going to listen to it, right? Because we can get so caught up in the worldly explanation of things that, you know, and, in, 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 and even in the church world has become like, well, you know, this, it just explains like this, and it's just this, and it's just that. But the Spirit of God alive inside of us will change things around us, and we need to allow that to happen. And I'm not knocking intelligence. You know, I, I'm, in, intelligence is fine as long as it's mixed with God's Word and mixed with the Spirit of God. But when it gets out there, there's so much intelligence now. There's so many things that, oh, this is the way it is, and this is the way it is, and oh, it's just, it's just the way we think. It's just the way we are. Don't worry about it. But then we begin to fall backwards and fall off. Thank the Lord the Spirit of God is always there. He never leaves us. Jesus said he'd never forsake us. And all we do is call out to him. So we need to, to know about and be careful of that and realize that he is our teacher. And the, the Spirit is our witness. And I want to read 1 John 15, 26 and 27. It says, But I will send you the advocate, the Spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me 
from the beginning of my ministry. Basically, the Holy Spirit is a witness. He testifies to us. He testifies to what God has done. He testifies to it for us. He is a witness to what God is doing. He is, you know, he's part of the, he's part of who God is. Amen. He's part of the Trinity. He's, he's the, the Holy Spirit. So he testifies and he, you know, in that testifying, he, he can help us to remember. He testifies to us. Um, he, he is our witness to what God is doing in our lives. And he makes us witnesses that we can witness to other people and then we can testify to other people. He's also, the Holy Spirit is also our guide. And to guide means to direct or to lead somebody or direct and control the path or your course of life. And, and, and one other thing it means is this, to direct or influence the thoughts or behavior of someone. If we will allow the Holy Spirit to, to be alive in us, we, he, he can guide us. He can guide our thoughts. He can guide our behavior. You know, if we get out of hand with our thoughts and our behavior, we, we might want to check and see are we listening to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit speaks to us and when you are going when you first start going off path the Holy Spirit will be saying hey dude you're headed the wrong way and we have the choice to listen or not listen right because we still have our free will God never took that away from us. So we got to listen and say, wait a minute, I'm getting a check. We used to call it a check. I'm getting a check in my spirit. I don't think I should do this. I've done that even when I'm buying stuff or doing stuff. It's like, well, wait a minute, I don't think I need to do this. I don't think I need to go there. And why not? Because I feel a check in my spirit. The spirit of God is saying, don't do it. So he's our guide. He guides us. He leads us into to. So what we need to be doing, the, uh, the 13th verse of John 16 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. But will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. In other words, he's going to lead you and guide you. He's going to tell you what God is speaking to him. The spirit is, is God's, you know, more or less our connection here to God. It's through the Spirit of God. And so he's going to speak to us. And he's going to say, whoa. Or he's going to say, go. And now I've done some things that somebody said, why are you doing that? Because that was the Spirit of God leading me to do it. You know, I've, I've left jobs because it was the leading of the Holy Spirit. And God brought me to where I needed to be. And if I hadn't listened to him, I'd, who knows what would happen? Because see, when you, you, you begin to not listen to the Spirit of God, you begin to not hear it, you begin to start listening to something else better. Start, you know, and the enemy, the enemy speaking in their mouth, oh, this is not going to be good. You can't make it. You can't do it. It's not going to be good. You can't do it. But you know what? You need to be listening to the Spirit of God that says, yes, you can. You can make it through this thing. You can make it through this circumstance or this horrible thing that has happened. I am um, 
know that. Our sensitivity to the Spirit of God depends on how much time we spend with the Father. And it depends on how much time we spend in the Word and how important that is to us. When everything else is more important and we're spending more time doing everything else, guess what's going to speak to us? And we're going to listen to most is everything else. We need to be listening to the Spirit of God. You know, you can't, you, you don't hear anybody much if you never fellowship with them, right? And the, the Spirit of God is some, something we need to be fellowshipping with. We need to fellowship with God. We need to fellowship with the Spirit of God. I um, have seen God in my life do so many things that, that were like, wow. And, I, and I've watched him when he's led me to do stuff that I wasn't, wouldn't naturally do or that I didn't want to do necessarily. But I watched him and through it I saw some awesome things happen by being obedient to his spirit. We have to be obedient. We have to listen. We have to realize that he leads, guides, and protects us. And we need to go with his leading. We need to go where he says to go and do what he says to do. No matter how, it might look ridiculous sometimes for you to go and do certain things. But if God's leading you, then that's what you need to do. You know, a few couple of two or three years ago, people were like, we went to Nicaragua, and they're like, well, why are y'all going? Because we knew that God told us to go anyway. Nobody else was going. <laughs> but God led us, and he ministered. And did some awesome, that we, during that trip, we made some great connections, and God has blessed it. So we, we, we have to do what God says to do. We have to listen, and we have to be listening to His Spirit. We have to be in tune with His Spirit all the time. I, I kind of want to say this we have to have our speaker on. You know what I'm saying? You can mute your speakers nowadays, right? And you can have that. If you listen to radio or, or listen to worship, you can have that thing playing and it's playing and it's going to, but if you got it muted and you ain't listening and the speaker's not on, you're not going to hear a thing. You might see some action going on, but you're not going to hear a thing. Just like if you're watching TV and have it muted, you're not going to see, you're not going to hear anything. So he's our guide. He leads, guides us. Our thoughts, our course, our path, the way we're to go, he leads and guides us. And we need to be listening and in tune with him. And the other thing that says that he glorifies God. <clears throat> in um, verse 14 of John 16, he says, He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Isn't that interesting? We get, he brings God glory by telling us whatever he receives from him. So it's like a like a chain of command, a pipeline. He's listening. He speaks. God speaks. The Spirit hears, and the Spirit speaks to us. Boom, boom, boom. It's there, there, there. So why is it important to be listening to the Spirit of God? Because God's saying stuff, and we need to hear it. Amen? He's speaking stuff, and we need to hear it. You know that the, the Holy Spirit illuminates our minds 
we, we read his word, we learn through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings life to that word and then gives us the power to stand against the enemy through his word. It gives us the power to stand up and say, you know what? This is it. You know, have you ever been doing something in your path and you just kind of keep doing it and doing it and then you just finally say, you know what? That's it. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going on with God. No matter what has happened, no matter how it looks and how bad it looks, I'm, I'm, I'm what do they used to say, pull up your bootstraps and I'm going. And I'm going forward with God. God the, the Spirit of God gives us, again, counsel to make the right choices in our life. And like I said, every choice you do, everything you do, you should be listening to the Holy Spirit. Even in physical things that you're doing on this earth, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit as he tells you what to do. He will give us wisdom when we don't understand, when we don't have wisdom. He gives us the power to say no to temptation. He gives us the power to say no to the things that we don't need to be doing. You know, we think of temptation as just always bad stuff that we can do. But temptation is, you can do a good thing that's not what you're supposed to be doing, and that's temptation to get you off of the path that God has for you. And so the Spirit of God on the inside of us, it gives us joy and peace. And we can realize that we're never alone, we're never forgotten, because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. Remember the old song, He Lives? He walks with me, he talks with me. My, you know, he lives. And we need to realize that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. And he is who God the Father and Jesus sent to this earth to be our connection to him, to heaven, to God, and to Jesus. He, we're, Ephesians 2.10, I, I don't have that written down. It's, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to good, do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So he prepared us in advance. God already has stuff for us to do. He prepared it ahead of time. We just got to hear, connect, and do it when God says to do it. Do it when his spirit says to do it. You know, it's our, and, and on this earth right now, you know, sometimes they ask God, do this, do this, do this. It's our job to carry on the work of the cross. That's why he said, pick up your cross and follow me. What he's saying is that I've left you here to do the work. I'm giving you all you need. I'm giving you my word. I'm giving you my Holy Spirit. And with that, you can do, any, you can do everything that I've called you to do. And the Holy Spirit, you know, he reveals the truth. He enables us to do good works. That's why we don't need to quench the Spirit. We need to allow the Spirit to move. And in Thessalonians, he said in 519, quench not the Spirit. Don't do that. Listen, why would any of us want to even try living this life full of troubles without God's Holy Spirit guiding us and using the infinite resources of His Spirit? And that we continually do things sometimes that drives the Spirit away from us. It drives Him out. And we need to 
turn them around. And Ephesians 4 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. So don't grieve him. Don't, don't, you know the Holy Spirit would, grieves when we're, we're walking away from him, walking away from God. The Holy Spirit is grieved. The Holy Spirit is, 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 not, is sad. So we need to be in tune with God. We need to be in tune with him. And how do we do that? Through the Spirit. Through his Holy Spirit. You know, God... He gave us so much in his word. And one of the things he said in Luke 11, 9, he says, Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. We need to ask God for things. It says everyone who receives, everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be opened. And then he goes on to say, which of you, your, you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, now know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? All we have to do is ask him. We have to ask him for the Holy Spirit. We have to ask him. You know, and, and um, that's why when I talk about the Holy Spirit, and I was talking about the renewing. We need to, what we need to do is renew our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been in a place where you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You kind of you need to renew that relationship. Renewing is is and then and then refreshing. Renew that relationship and begin to be refreshed by walking with the Holy Spirit, by hearing, by listening, by following, and then release, release the Holy Spirit, release the Holy Spirit to work in your life, release the Holy Spirit, let that release and be in you that you can go out and do what if he. Tells you to go pray for somebody, you need to pray for somebody. Pray for healing. Pray for whatever you need to pray for. God wants to release that in you. So we have, but we have to be renewed and refreshed before we can release. Amen? We, if you want to release the gifts that God's given you, the gifts that God has put in you, then you have got to make sure that you are living hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. You know, we have... Um, God has called each one of us to something. And I will say God has called us here at Image Church in some ways to, uh, it's, it's a unique thing, which is what he does with every church. You know, that's to minister to people. Every church has that calling, right? Minister to people. We have different ways of doing that, but he calls us to minister to people. And we need to be ministering through the Holy Spirit, not through our own thinking, not working up plans that we think sounds great to do. You can do all that, but you're just flapping your wings. But if you're listening to the Spirit of God and doing what He says to do, the way He says to do it, it will be effective. It will touch. And it doesn't matter um, if it looks like it's something too big for you to do. If God tells you to do it, guess what? It's not too big. And He'll give you the means to do it. He will give you the means to do it. I am, 
No, this year, as, as, as I started in my fast, things are just different this year in the way I'm doing it and have to do it in, in certain ways. But I want to say this, that I, I, um, I don't know where God's got you and what you're doing and what you're not doing, and that's between you and God. But I know one thing. I know that God is speaking to me in a special way this year. And I've, you know, it's kind of, there's been a lot going on the last two weeks with Christmas and all in my life. And I've, I woke up this morning feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm just a little tired today. You know, and I did. I woke up that way and I'm like, Lord, give me, you know, I need my strength. But see, I know one thing when I feel like that sometimes too. The enemy attacks He doesn't, want, he doesn't want God's word to go forth. So he's going to come against and say, well, you know what, you could just stay at home. Somebody else will do it or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, we had two of our grandkids last night and spent the night with us. That was different. It was awesome. We hadn't had that with them like that in a while. And um, that's why Peggy was a little late coming in this morning. But... Um, I just say that I want to say to you that you can't back down. You can't stop. You can't say, well, I'm just tired. Well, ask the, ask the Lord to give you strength. Say, Lord, you know what? I'm going through with this and I'm doing this. It's going to be a great day and a great Sunday. The, the, you know, God's word is his word. If we'll speak it out, it's anointed. We don't have to worry about whether it does anything or not, because it does. And it's not, a, it's not us. It's, it's about us presenting it, presenting it right, and saying what God says to say. So this morning, let's stand this morning. This morning, I wanted to encourage you. Um, this, this, I know this month, and I guess Darren probably say that or somebody, but I know this month, since we're in the fast and everybody's doing different things as far as eating us all, we're having a, a prayer. Our Wednesday night service is going to be a prayer service this year. So eat before you come. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to just pray. We're going we're gonna to get before God and we're going to pray and, and we're going to uh, bring our petitions before him. You know... Um, God is doing some great stuff. You know, the enemy attacks, and he's tried to attack in many different areas, but, you know, he doesn't realize who he's messing with. Amen? And God is nobody to mess with. <laughs> the, thing, the thing of it is, is that he's, the enemy is dumb, and he doesn't realize what he's up against. Evidently. So let's, let's pray right now. Father, I thank you and praise you for your grace and your mercy in our lives. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for your anointing and your power in each of our lives. I thank you, Lord, as we go this year, as we're seeking your face, Lord, that we learn to allow your Holy Spirit to work through us in a mighty way 
Maybe we just need to, 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 maybe he's never worked through us like that before. Maybe we've never allowed the Spirit of God to, to work in us like he will this year. But maybe we're just renewing what used to be. So we thank you for that this morning, Lord. I thank you for your word. We lift up those who are sick. We lift up those, Father God, who are struggling. And we praise you, Father God. And Lord, we know that no matter what's going on this earth, that you are our God. And that you have it said that you have prepared a future for us. And we thank you for that. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Okay. <laughs> As Pastor Bill did say, uh, the 18th at Wednesday, 7 p.m., we will have a prayer night. Uh, so uh, um, that's a normal Wednesday night service. So uh, for the month, third third Wednesday night, I believe it's the 18th. Um, is that me or Pastor Bill making noise? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, also don't forget February 3rd and 5th. Uh, Pastor Dale Camfield from uh, Cincinnati will be here. He's um, uh, an awesome, awesome speaker and, and uh, has blessed um, mine and Rosalie's life. We've got to know him over the years through EFI, and um, I assure you, uh, you do not want to miss him um, being with us uh, both on that Thursday, Friday night, the 3rd, and on Sunday morning as he'll be our guest um, speaker. Ladies, Miss Peggy needs to see you, so I don't know if she's in there with the kids, but she wants to, Pastor Bill's going to go get his grandchildren, <laughs> and if all the ladies could just come over here on this side and hang out for a little bit, and she's going to come in and talk to you uh, about something cool that uh, you guys are going to do this year. That's all I have. Everybody have a wonderful day, and we will see you back here Sunday. <laughs>